We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. It's good, good to be in, uh, in church this morning. Uh, last week out of Mosgiel, and man, uh, that place is getting full. It's getting packed. And uh, so there's pressure. There's pressure. We're, we're, we're having conversations with different uh, organizations out in Mosgill about hiring their venues, and, and it's, just, uh, it's just awesome. So uh, Pastor Desiree and Pastor Ben uh, Greenwood are out there this morning. And so that's the, I'm sure they're going to have a great time and the presence of God is there and, and people are going to be moved and encouraged in the power of God. Um, Pastor Ben Greenwood is going to be with us tonight. And so I encourage you to come out to that. He um, is, 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 is actually one of those guys that is, is um, just really anointed to shift stuff. Um, and so I know that he will shift stuff in your life and, 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 so, and be encouraged about that. He, he's the uh, other half to the amazing Pastor Esther, if you know who she is. And so together they are just awesome. And so we've got Ben. Uh, they did an uprising on Friday. Yeah, come on. And uh, so just under uh, 90 or just under 100 people, however you want to say it. But, uh, you know, but what, he, what the great thing was, was between 20 and 30 recorded salvations for Jesus. Come on, can, can we give Jesus uh, some praise? So great for the team, great encouragement. And so uh, just, just trying to do what we can to love, love on every generation, yeah? And so it was awesome, very, very good. Um, so this, today, I, I've just we, we were talking as a as a team, and man, there's who's who who got signed up for mind your marriage. Some people, there's only going to be like ten hands that can go up, or twenty if if husband and wife put the, both their hands up. Uh, all those 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 places got snapped up, um, and uh, and so that's coming up. That's starting on Tuesday. And uh, for the next four Tuesday nights, it's going to be awesome. The uh, team there is going to minister and encourage. And just four date nights in a row, you know things are going to go good. Uh, Amen. And so uh, we're looking forward to that. And also in the young adults, uh, Pastors Matt and Abby are leading the young adults there through a series. What's it called? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, well, meant to be. But it's all about relationships. And, and all that sort of stuff. And, um, and so we were talking about it and it was like, oh, let's just do relationships all the way through August. Because who knows relationships are important. And then funny enough, uh, I saw on Instagram, Auckland's starting a series called Relationship Realities. And so you would think that we communicate with each other, but uh, we do, but only on some things. Um, but I think God's doing something. And so this is not just a, an idea, or oh, let's do this. Uh, I think God's doing something. And so who, 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 who knows they've got the greatest relationship in the world? Everyone's like, who with? <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, that's why I didn't say put your hand up or anything like that. You might have get nudged or whatever. But we, we're, we all have relationships. We do. Everyone in this room has a relationship um, with someone. Uh, you've got a relationship with your mum or your dad. 
Whether it's gone well or not, I can't, un- I can't answer that for you. You've got a relationship with, a, with your uh, family, with your workmates, uh, with your friends. Um, you know, one of the greatest relationships you'll have on the earth is with your spouse. There, there was, if you're married, you were supposed to give, like, be a little bit more louder then. It's going to move over from the least creakier spot on the stage, right? Um, so let's, one of the greatest relationships that you'll have on this earth is with your spouse. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Man, your wife's out in kids' church. I mean, she can't hear you. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. That's all right. You'll, I'll, I'll let it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Everyone will let her know that. You, yeah. All right. Um, but uh, relationships are one of those things that we're all into. Um, I can tell you that some people are really into relationships because who scrolls Facebook? <laughs> Lots of people scroll Facebook. There's, you go through, this is every, every time you go to the checkout. You go to the checkout, what's next to the checkout? The second most annoying things next to the checkout. First most annoying things are the lollies, right? Because you're taking kids through there and you're stopped and you're waiting. There's nowhere to go. You lose your place. You're back at the line again. There's, there's lollies there. Second most annoying things is what? The magazines. The Woman's Weekly. Oh, Prince Charles and Camilla. Or this is there or whatever. Or Megan Mac, the actor person who got married to Harry. Or you can see that I take a lot of notice of these magazines. Um, you know, oh, hold on, hold on. The, uh, the, the Brad and Angelina stuff. <laughs> Who's up to date with what's going on there? How many kids has she adopted now? Well, I, I don't know. Um, or the, the uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, the bikini body in 10 days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There'll be an issue if I'm in a bikini. Uh, <laughs> something's going wrong. Something's going wrong. But... <laughs> uh, how, yeah, or, yeah, there's lots of those how to lose 10 kgs and whatever, you know. We're, this relationship, you want to, everyone sort of, and who knows there's that one person who knows everything. And, and, and there was that name that just came to your mind. Who knew, who, did a name just come to your mind of that person who knows everyone, who knows what's going on in everyone's world? I think a neighbor's about 25 years ago, her name was Mrs. Mangle. I, I don't know, that doesn't relate today. But there's always on those TV programs, there's that one busybody. There's that one person who knows what's going on. Relationships are real. Relationships are something that everyone uh, actually wants. And do you know that relationships are God-ordained? God ordained, and so we're going to spend a little bit of time um, just laying out a, a foundation this morning about relationships, and and this is relationships that that are friendships that are that are then a, that could be a relationship in a marriage, a friendship, a workmate, all types of relationships. Um, this is encompassing today, and so um, and let's turn to our Bibles in Genesis chapter two, verses eighteen. Some of you may know this. And it says this. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. Who agrees with that? I, 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 uh, even the most um, what, what's, what, uh, introverted person 
needs to have connection with people. Uh, and 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 it's because it's not good for anyone to be alone. I, isolation uh, will just rob you. It will destroy you. Uh, every single person needs a relationship. And I pray this morning that you have good relationships. Um, but here's the thing: it's not about you getting good relationships. It's about you being a good relationship. Who wants to hang out with you? <laughs> uh, I don't want to sound raw, sound harsh about this, but how many first dates have you been on? <laughs> there might, and I'm not trying to pay anyone out, but I want to help you get past first date to get in a second date. To get into like someone wants to hang out with you, but I've, I've always I've had conversations with people, or no one likes me. Oh, I'm like, are you friendly? It's gone really quiet in here. <laughs> but it's true. Some people, I'm like, why don't you just start being nice to someone then? Why don't you be, why don't you be the person uh, that, that God has called us to be? And I want to give you a, a key this morning that helps you become that person that God wants you to be. So it is not good for man to be alone. It's, it's a, God wants you to have purposeful, meaning relationships. Amen. Who's not married in this room? Guess what? God has got a purposeful, meaning relationship for you. Amen. There's some loud amens. There needs to be some loud amens out there. If you if you're married this morning, God's got He's got that purposeful meaning relation. Look, there's even people at the back hugging each other now, and don't turn around. It's getting a little bit anyway. <laughs> but I'm not just talking about uh, romantic relationships. I'm talking about you know, are you that person at work that people like coming and talking to, or are you that person that just by themselves? I believe God's got a call of God on your life to express the love and the grace of God. And I pray that you're one of those people that everyone wants to hang around. Uh, and regarding personality or not, put it aside. I'm, you know, have your space if you're an introvert and be, be that person if you're an extrovert. It doesn't matter. I believe God's got great relationships for you across the board, family, workmates, romantic. Um, so let's continue with Genesis chapter 2, um, flowing through from um, verses 20 to 25. And it says this. Um, he gave names all, uh, to all the livestock of the birds, skies, and all the wild, but still there was no helper just right for him. I, I love that. Who knows that there's, there's a Mr. Right out there for you? Yeah, yeah. It's what it says in the Bible. Um, there wasn't anyone just right for him, but the, here we go, keep going. So the Lord God caused the man to fall asleep in the deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took uh, out one of the man's ribs and closed it up and opened, uh, closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, this, is my, this, is one, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and are two, uh, the two are united into one. Now the man and his wife uh, were both naked but felt no shame. Isn't that a great way to start a relationship? 
I'm talking about not feeling shame. I don't know what you guys were talking about. (laughs) What were you thinking? We're Christians, come on. That's why we're saved Christians, amen. So it's not good for man to be alone. It's good for, there's a, God's got a design for marriage that you leave your mother and father and you become one together and then you, and you create a, a relationship. But I love the scripture where it says they were both naked but felt no shame. They were both naked and felt no shame. Um, <laughs> I gotta be careful what I say here. Uh, the, the greatest thing about a real relationship is not feeling any shame. Uh, and, and being who you are. The only, th- the only, I mean, it's funny because it's naked now, but back then, that's just normal. It's like, and they were clothed and felt no shame. That's what I would say today. Uh, you know, and then uh, suddenly the Lord opened their eyes and they took off their clothes, you know, the other way around. No, but just stay with me here. <laughs> but no, the normality of that they were naked uh, was fine because they felt no shame. It's like us now, we, we're clothed because we know, uh, one, what we look like, and we, felt, we would feel shame. And so, but the basis of relationship, a great relationship is just no shame. There's no shame. You can be who you are. Uh, you can be who God's called you to be. I believe that every relationship, a real relationship, will, will be based on a, a shameless relationship that you don't have to worry about the problem. The problem is, is that sin came into the world. Sin came into the world and then the, the relationship starts going a little bit haywire. Let's, let's read it a little bit. Uh, oh, sorry about that. If we go to Genesis chapter three, most of you will know this, may, may know most of the creation and these verses because they're great to read. But Genesis chapter three, verse 12 we, say, we see that, that, that um, um, the woman ate the fruit and gave some to Adam as well. Um, but Genesis chapter 3, verse 12 says this. Uh, the man replied, let me just give you the verse 11 as well. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree uh, whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? Then the man, the man, he says this, replied, it was the woman you gave me. Who, who gave me the fruit and I ate it. Isn't it funny that a relationship that had no shame and they were able to be around each other, but then sin enters the world and suddenly you start blaming other people. Adam started blaming the woman. Uh, and he said, no, it wasn't me, it was the woman. Now, who knows that if, you have, if you've got a relationship and you just start blaming everyone else, for the, your actions and what, what, how, how you participated in something. Uh, who knows that you're not going to be one of those people that people want to hang around with. But I, I, I think if, to, to learn the basis of, the, of a great relationship is learning how to know what the, what the greatest relationship was, which is obviously the greatest relationship was with man and with God, was with Adam and the woman and God. It wasn't until after the fall that Adam named the woman Eve, if you're wondering why I'm not saying woman or if I'm not saying her name. Uh, but it was, it was the greatest relationship is just knowing who we are in God. 
That's the greatest relationship in the world because if we don't get that first as the base and, our, and, and, the, and the, the, the rock of our relationships, who knows that then our, then our life and the experiences and the sin that's in the world that has caused these experiences to then shape and mold us to who we are today, who knows that that will overflow out and not the love of God that will overflow out. Has anyone ever been hurt in this room? Everyone should have put your hand up. You don't have to though. Everyone's been hurt. Everyone's been disappointed. Because the devil's no, no, he just, he doesn't sit back on the couch. He's like, oh, just, oh, well, it's done, it's finished, it's over. He knows that. But he's going to do whatever he can to try and take you out as much as he can. He's going to try and form weapons against you, but they will not prosper, Amen. But there's going to be stuff that comes. But if we understand the trueness and the, and the reality of the love of God, the relationship that, 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 that Adam and God and Adam and the woman had with God, then I believe that you, we're going to be nice people. And you are nice people, by the way. But, uh, but some people might be struggling with this. And so it's really important. I want you to be the best friend that you can be. I want you to be the best husband that you can be. I want you to be the best wife that you can be. I want you to be the best grandparent that you can be. I want you to be the best grandma that you can be. I want you to be the best co-worker that you can be. And, you know, and, and we can then express the love of God into the world that we live in. There's a phrase um, which... Uh, if, if you know, if you've heard of these guys, um, John and Helen Burns from um, Victory Christian Center in Canada, they, they have a Christian TV program and they do a whole lot on relationships, um, a whole lot. But they have this one, one saying, and it's this: it says, "Hurt people, hurt people." Uh, you know, and the reality is, is we're, we've all been hurt. But I, I pray this morning that we would know how to get past that hurt. And we'd know how to then learn how to respond to God, yeah? Amen. And so just in a few minutes, I want to share some scriptures. Um, so, so first date, we'll get to second date. Amen. <laughs> um, you know, friends will invite you out. You'll be that person that, that, that can be confident. Amen. Because a lot of the time, sometimes when we don't have friends, is maybe we're just shy. Maybe we're shy because of an experience. Maybe we're shy because of this. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's all bad and it's all your fault. But but we go through stuff in life that will, will that will cause us to respond and react in certain ways. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, there is going to be a Mister Wright or a Mrs. Wright out there. Um, but let's be Mr. Right, and let's be Mrs. Right. Uh, amen. Um, and here's the thing. If you're not in a romantic relationship, uh, don't, don't let this message bring condemnation. Uh, just, just put yourself on the page and say, God, show me. When any, any message that comes across from the, from the pulpit here, it's always about God, show me. God, just show me. God, speak to me. Amen. So please make sure you don't feel uh, any condemnation. Um, let's go to Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. 
Um, says this, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has come. I love this scripture. I I really do love this scripture because I, I, um, I became a Christian when I was 14. I backslid and I walked away from God. I did my own thing. Um, and then when I was 17, I, I recommitted my heart back to God. And it's not that I have done things I uh, regret after when I was 17 because I, I've done stuff that I was like, no, that's just being dumb. That's not honoring God. But I have done things in my life before I was 17 that I regretted. I don't know about you, but that's just me. And there's areas where, man, I wish I never did that. Or I wish I could do this. Or I wish, but that was just, it was was what you do from those things, even though they might be regrets, is is you turn them into learning uh, objectives. You go, okay, well, I've learned from that now. And I'm not condemned in any way. And I pray you're not condemned in any way because the Bible says that there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And the scripture says that the old is gone and the new has come. All right, the new has come. And, or in this, in, the, in this scripture, it says the new has begun. And who knows that when something starts, and it keeps going. Uh, you know, when I became a Christian, um, there was still stuff that I needed to work on. You know, there, there was stuff that I was, on, on, on Sunday, I was this nice, holy Christian. And then on Monday, um, most of the time I was okay, but there was definitely areas on Saturday where I was not a Christian. And I will, you don't need to imagine, but, uh, but there was areas that it could, but, but things have begun. And I love it that God lets us begin with Him. Uh, and, he, and, and we can walk with Him and we can journey with Him. And so that's where we're going. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. We, we read in, in, in 1 Corinthians 13 about the, the, the love uh, chapter, right? Uh, it's the wedding chapter. It's about, but there's so many good things in, in there about love is patient, love is kind, and it, it keeps on going. But we're going to talk about that uh, another week. Um, but it's about knowing that the old life is gone and the new life has begun. I want to tell you this morning that just, just keep going with Jesus. Keep going in the love of God. And I'm going to share some scriptures about the love of God. I believe that when you know who you are in the love of God, uh, you, you will be that person that people want to hang around because you'll experience God's love. Um, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, I, I shared this in communion this morning, but I, I love uh, this, this piece of Scripture because there's just so much in it. And I, I, we're just going to read this little part, but I encourage you, if you're going to do a devotion this week, just read all of 1 John chapter 4. It's just, I, mean, I mean, you can just say that about the whole Bible, but... Um, just read it. Uh, but 1 John 4, chapter 8, it says this, But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Which is, a, which is a great verse, but then it's a sad verse. Because I think about all the people that are out there that, that who, who don't love. They don't love because they don't know God. They might know a measure of love or uh, like of a measure of loving their, their child or, or loving their parent or something like that. But uh, the scripture says that if you don't know God, you don't know this amazing love that, that can be expressed through you. That the love of God, that knowing that God loves you this morning. 
God loves you. I mean, I know we're sitting here with a couple of hundred people, but He, he loves every individual person. And He, and he loves the, everything about you. He doesn't love the sin apart from that. Just letting you know. But He loves everything about you. He, 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 just, he created you. And he loves you and, and he and and he would do anything for you. And once I became a father, I I, I may may have taken a little step towards this love because I, I know most my parents in this room would do anything for their children. But it I don't I didn't get anywhere close to the love that God has for me. And we read in Ephesians that we don't know chapter three about we can't is how wide and how deep and how deep and how high. God's love is, is God's love is phenomenal. There's there's no even ending for it. There's no there's no unforgiveness in it. He he loves you so much that he was prepared to give his son, and he gave Jesus came and to take the penalty of our sins. So what? So we could be together again with Jesus. We could be together again in relationship. We could be, I'll say this right, naked and shameless with God. Preferably do it at home in your bedroom. <laughs> if you really want to express it that way. But you can know the love of God right now. The shameless love of God. The shameless love of God. Just going, you know what? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I know, I know some of the things that, and this is don't let the devil try and trick you now. Because there's no condemnation. And as far as the east is from the west, our sin has been separated from God. So don't let the devil try and trick you. Don't let him try and bring condemnation. Just focus on the love of God. Just focus on who Jesus is to you. Because that's the shameless love. That if we know that, that means every relationship will succeed. It will succeed. If you're in a relationship right now and you're having issues, just focus on the shameless love of God. And next, next week or the next time I'm here, <laughs> it's a little bit crazy right now. I want to continue talking about just some of the attributes of the shameless love of God. But this morning, I really wanted to lay a foundation that, 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 that the reality of a relationship is about knowing the shameless love of God. It doesn't matter where you think you might have fallen down or where you think you may have been taken out. No, God loves you. And, 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 and so that, that scripture in 1 John 4, 8, it says, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So if you know God this morning, ask Him. Ask Him to give you a fresh revelation of His love. Give him, give, ask Him to give Him a fresh revelation of just who He is to you. Because when you know that, suddenly that phrase, hurt people, hurt people, will slowly get a little bit less. And you'll slow, then you'll be able to go, you know what, man? I hear you. I know what you're going through. And we'll be able to love and encourage people and our relationships will grow. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. 
says this, Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's fault. Why? Because of your love. Or because of God's love. Because of your love. Why? Because you're experiencing God's love. Because who knows that there's that one person who's just annoying. And hopefully your name hasn't come to mind. But you know, there's that, always there's that difficult person. Anyone? Talk to me again. I know we went soft and all that. But you know how there's that, all oh, the, you know, we were, and, and <laughs> like, if, if, if you want to find one of those persons, just go to a 10-year-old football match and stand on the sideline with some parents. I even experienced it yesterday. Oh my goodness! And like the two teams were two good teams, and um, we were, I don't have time to tell you the story, but it's a good story. Uh, and, uh, and and uh, Jake's team, my son's team, they they got up three nil really quickly, which was amazing because these are two really good teams. Um, and then we sent a sub on, and while they were subbing, we had an extra player on the field, right? Because one person was going over the towel, the other person to get off. It's not really a difficult thing. They weren't involved in the match or anything like that. But wow, wow, we had a lot of opposition from the sideline. And we're like, hey, we're just doing a sub anyway. It's like, okay. Um, why did I say that? Like, <laughs> mainly because, you know, we always experience or, or, or we let things get up in our face sometimes. But this scripture says this, always be humble and always be gentle and be, be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Who's faultless in this room? If you put your hand up, you're wrong. <laughs> Sorry to say it. I'm faultless. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, sheesh. Bury that one, bury that one. I've got a whole lot of faults, heaps of faults. Why? Because I've got a whole lot of insecurities. I've got a whole lot of fears. I've got a whole lot of failures. Uh, I dare say maybe, and I'm not trying to bring the negative here, but maybe you express some of that stuff too. But, and, and, our, and I've figured out a lot of our reactions and our, a lot of our responses primarily come from experiences that we've been through. But it says this, you know, let's make allowances for each other's faults. No one's perfect. Why? Because of the love that we carry. You can have any relationship if you're patient and if you're humble, if you're gentle. And you make allowances for other people's fault. Uh, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 through 7, it says, So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, He will lift you up in honour. He will give, you, um, give, you, give, give all your worries and, and, and to God, and he, for He cares about you. Give all our worries to God because He cares about you. But the greatest thing about the Scripture, it says this, under the mighty power of God. Humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. Lord, is there, is there areas in my life? Yes, there is. And some of you may have heard the story before, but one of the areas in my life was uh, uh, just insecurity, massive, massive insecurities. And I realized, and I was just praying it through one day, and it was really a Holy Spirit moment. I was like, Lord, where's this insecurity coming from? Because 
I just, it just sucks. It's just, I don't, I mean, I know who you are, God. Why do I feel insecure? Why do I go through this stuff? I'm like, uh, it's just one of those things. If you've never struggled with insecurity, you probably won't understand what I'm talking about. But, you know, and, it, and, it's, and it's like when my mum struggled with depression, I didn't understand what she was going through. But everyone's got areas that we struggle with. And I said to the Lord, show me. Show me, Lord. And he, and he showed me a, um, a moment when I was six years old. I was standing at 8 Stevens Crescent in Porirua City, um, East Porirua. And my dad was supposed to pick me up. And he was supposed to pick me up at, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And so at half past 12, I went and stood by the letterbox. And I waited, and, and, and 1 o'clock in the afternoon came, and no car coming up the, dry, up the, up the street. And then 1.30 came and no car coming up the street. Uh, two o'clock came, no car coming up the street, and I just waited at the letterbox. Um, and then 3 o'clock came, no car. 4 o'clock came, no car. 5 o'clock came, no car. 6 o'clock came, no car. And mum came out. She said, we'll come back inside. Dad's not coming. There's nothing wrong with dad. Car didn't break down. Nothing happened, tragedy or anything like that. Just dad didn't come. And, I, and, and the Holy Spirit just showed me that moment. It was like, that's, 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 that's what, what happened. Her entered your life. And I was like, okay. Different, you know. And then another time where you're just going through things and, and, and just life. I was a little bit older and... Um, my sister ran away from home and a family issue and all that. And so it was decided that we'd go and live with my dad. And we'd never lived with my dad. We'd just stayed with my mum our entire lives. So at the age of uh, high school, oh no, third form, so 14, oh, we, my, I said to mum, I said, mum, I don't want to go. She goes, you have to. I don't want to go. You have to. So we went and lived with my dad. Two weeks later, we were at boarding school. So again, it was a, I felt there was a, a rejection from mum, but then there was a rejection from dad, and then there was uh, boarding school. So I can understand, and I'm just sharing this because this is a little bit of my journey, but I know there's going to be areas in your own life where you can go, you know what, there's this, this is some areas, there were diff- disappointment, different hurts. When I left home, I was 17, I managed to get a, this is just the grace of God calling me out into a place. So I got a job at a Christian camp. But I moved out of home and I said, oh, do you guys want to give me a hand to my mum and my stepdad? They're like, nah. So I had to drive, get the van, come back. I packed up my room and I left home while they were sitting on the couch. So you can understand, and then this is just my story, but the greatest thing is that I know the love of God. And I know the, the, the deepness, but why do I share that story? And why do I share the scripture? Because in, in 1 Peter 5, it says, it says, just so humble yourself. Humility is just saying, I need you, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And, but it says this, it says, humble yourself under the mighty power of God. Yeah. Under the mighty power of God, because it's only the power of God that will fill that void. 
that will fill that gap. And, and, and I remember even names that Gad had called me and all that. And, 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 and some of you know the story as well, but I'm sharing it again because I want you to know the love of God. And I know the point where I said to the Lord, all right, Lord, I can't live this insecure way anymore. I can't do it. And so, Lord, I need your help. And so I was at a conference in, in Hillsong in London as a maximized leadership conference. Tommy Barnett, Matthew Barnett was preaching, sorry. I can't remember a thing that he said. All I know is what was going on in me. And I said, Lord, I need, a, I need you. And I was the first person down at the altar. I got no idea. They could have been doing an altar call for oh, random things, cross-dressing, I don't know. <laughs> That's all right. But I remember coming humbling myself. I was like, Lord, I don't want to feel this way. And I just sat there and I knelt and I cried because we're human. Yeah. <laughs> if you weren't supposed to cry, you wouldn't have had tear ducts made. Yeah. <laughs> There's a time for everything. But I humbled myself and I said, Lord, I need your Holy Spirit's power for this. Why? Because sin enters the world. Now, do I blame my dad for this? Not at all. Because what was his dad like? His dad had to go through a war. His dad had to go through getting caught and going into a POW camp and into a German POW camp. So how was he supposed to be a dad? through the hurt and the disappointments that he's gone through. But what was his dad like? I don't know what his dad, I know that his dad went through a war as well. And so we can go, what was that like? And what was his dad like? And what was his dad like? And what was his dad like? And we go all the way back to the fruit. Because from when sin entered the world, hurt, pain, disappointment entered the world. But the greatest gift of God and the greatest love of God and the greatest relationship and the greatest person that you can be is knowing the, un, the, the everlasting, uh, the all-forgiving love and grace of God who can take your hurts and take your disappointments and take your pain and take that void that may have been lost. You might have been sexually abused and destroyed in your whole soul and spirit. But I want to tell you this morning that the love of God, the mighty power of God can fill that gap. He can fill that gap. You might be living and going, oh, I've got this illness or sickness or this disease. And you might even feel like you're being rejected or whatever. I'm saying, you know, this, this Scripture just says, humble yourself before the mighty power of God and He'll fill that gap. Now, is that a process? Yeah. How many times do I get hammered about insecurity? Still, yeah, it's not gone away. But I'm, I've got more and more victory in it. More and more. The God, Lord wants to give you more and more victory in any area of your life. But, the, 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 you know, any relationship that's going to go forward needs to be founded on the love of God. On the love of God. Amen. Amen. It's lunchtime. I love my parents. I love them to bits. I don't blame them for anything. I pray that you don't blame your parents either. 
I pray that you don't blame any of your circumstances. We, we live in a fallen world. And I'm not justifying any of the stuff that may have happened to you in your world. I'm not justifying any of it. But let's not, take our, not, let's not keep our focus on the, 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 the negative stuff. And I know it can hurt. But that's why tears happen. I know it can hurt, but I, I pray that you just know the love of God this morning. The, the love of God. God. Not just, oh my God. God, the creator of everything. The, the, the creator of you. The creator of me. He, 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 he loves you so much. He just loves you. And so I, my prayer this morning really is like, Lord, where do you want to lead this? Where do you want to go to? And it's just like, Phil, he said, I want to fill everyone with my love. But here's the thing is, when we're like fragile clay glass, clay jars. And sometimes we've got a little bit of stuff in the jar, right? We've got some hurts, some fears, some pain. But in a moment, we're going to stand and we'll just stand in the presence of God. I know we're over time, but I know God was moving. We'll stand in the presence of God. And the picture that I get is, is not you digging into your backpack and getting out all the dirt, whatever. But it's a picture of a, a jar and there's stuff at the bottom of it that's not what God has for you. And the picture that I get is that He's just going to pour the Holy Spirit over you. And all that stuff's going to come up. And it's going to overflow out. And what's going to be left is this jar full of pure love of the Holy Spirit. And I don't know your circumstance. I don't know your situation. I don't know your struggles. But I do know that God loves you. I do know that He's for you. Because the original relationship is standing shameless, shameless before God. And so why don't we stand to our feet all together this morning? And Andrew's going to play and the team will come up. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.